0: And uh, we'll go back to it again. It's so important. We don't come to church just because it's Sunday and we go to church. That's the wrong attitude. we come into the very presence of our God and to learn how to live for Him and show forth His glory on the earth. The people of the world need to know that God is in my life. The people of the world need to know that God is at work in your life. They should be able to see it. That's why we are the light of the world. Now, the light they should see. The people of the world should be able to see it. So we want to go into God's Word so we know how to operate in the things of God. So that we can receive the miracles that God has in store for us. Father, we thank you today. Spirit of the living God. Give to us that spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you. Lord, that the eyes of our understanding might be enlightened. And we might know the hope of your calling. That's primary. We need to know why you called us to yourself. We need to know what you have in store for us. Open our eyes, O God. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. We need to know everything that God has made available to us. Now, I'm going to let you know this. In life, if you're a human being, you were born into this earth. You were born with flesh and blood. And you have been provided with everything that you need to deal with the natural world. If you came into the world defective in any area of your five senses, if one is missing, you are going to miss a lot in life. Just because of one. That's the natural life. All the five senses are needed. If you can feel, if you can hear, if you cannot smell, you miss a lot. If you can see, you miss a lot. You can still survive, you can still live on the earth, but you'll be missing a lot. God has given us the sixth sense. And the sixth sense has nothing to do much with what's happening in the natural realm. has more to do with what's happening in the supernatural realm, the realm that you can't see. And God has told us, if you have been born again... That's why a lot of Christians are having a hard time. Once you get born again, Satan considers you an enemy. He knows he can do nothing against your life, so he set out to deceive you and to lure you away from everything that God has provided for your life. You do it because you don't know Or because you don't have an understanding Now let me let you know this If you have the understanding of the word of God That thing goes through your mind straight into your spirit It's called the word of faith If you don't have understanding of what God says in his word you still be a Christian You're just going to be harassed by Satan a whole lot You're still a child of God. You're still going to get a heaven, but you will not truly experience heaven and earth. Now, when you look at the life of Jesus, he was a master on the earth. He was a master on the earth. He you are from this earth, I came from there, and yet I'm living here. But he ruled everything around him. No sign of fear of anything. He was the master. And we have been called to live like Him on the earth. He told us He is the light of the world. I am the light of the world. And then He turned around and told us, You are the light of the world. What well, that is saying, He has taught me to live like Him on the earth. The master. So we understand and we, re- we live in this life walking with our five senses. You can't live without them. We should Because you live on earth You are natural You are human being But there is a supernatural realm And God has called you To deal And do business In the supernatural realm That's what Jesus said That which is born of the flesh Is flesh You got all the senses Your flesh But that which is born of the spirit He is spirit He expects you to walk With your sixth sense Your faith That's the way to do business In the spirit realm If you refuse You are going to have a hard time with God. That's the only way God deals with people. Now, God does everything that He does only through His Word. Only through His Word. God doesn't know how to do anything by any other way. He does everything through His Word. Everything He does is is His Word. You deal with things as a Christian that are immaterial things that you can't touch things that you can feel you can't smell and that's where God wants us to go and we'll tell you where to find those things in Hebrews chapter 11 it says now faith is the substance verse 1 and 2 faith is the substance of things hoped for what you are hoping for, God is defining what faith is. Your sixth sense, which He expects you to operate in, in life as a Christian. He says faith is the substance of things hoped for. In other words, you are hoping for something, He's not yet in your hands, you can't touch it, you can't feel it yet, you can't smell it. But faith gives it substance. Faith can see it. Faith can touch it. Faith can hear it. Faith is as faith through Bible faith is the substance of things you are hoping for. You need to have hope for something and something good. That's what God called you to. He says it's the evidence of things not seen. Faith is the evidence of this, not sin. You can see it. How do you know it's there? You can see it with the mind of faith. You can see it with the eyes of faith. It's there inside of you. You can see it. That's the kind of faith God honors. And that's the kind of faith God wants you to walk in. Because after you have been born again, God says it, The just shall live by faith. You don't want to live on this earth. As a Christian, you have been made righteous by God. God has pulled you out of the world to himself. You're special to him. He pulled you out of the world to himself. Now live, he says. But if you're going to live, you have to live by faith. Only by faith. If you refuse, you're going to suffer. You keep running from one place to the other, from pillar to post, looking for some anointed person with faith that's going to impact something upon your life. The purpose of our ministry, the earth fellowship, is you don't need to call pastor at all. I mean, you can call, but you can handle it yourself. You know, we're a child of God. Amen? That's when pastor has done his job. You can handle it. You don't need to come. I can, I liked it when I was talking to a lady one time, we had to cast out the devil. She said, I prayed with her to give us some lessons and then she called me she said we're having problem with my child now and said i said okay i'm going to be coming she said you don't need to come i'll take care of it i felt so good i felt so good this new believer can take care of the problem i said go lady i said go lady do it amen so we are dealing with things that you can't see he takes your faith, gives it evidence. Your faith gives it substance. The Bible tells us in 2 Corinthians chapter four, or 5, verse 7, For we walk by faith and not by sight. God is not saying, close your eyes and begin to walk. No, you still have the eyes. But if you are a Christian, you have to walk by faith. That's the only way you can get far. God wants you to walk in things that you can see. He wants you to speak of things that you can't see. That's what God wants. Second Corinthians 4 verse 18, it says, Why we do not look at the things which are seen? God doesn't want you to pay attention to the things that you can see, things that you can feel, things that you can smell, all of that. If, when they contradict His word, Who has believed our report? Whenever, whatever you're saying in the natural, if it agrees with the word of God, it's okay. Live by it. But when it contradicts what God is saying to you, then discount it, disregard it, and push it aside as if it doesn't exist. That's faith. Why we look not at the things we are see? That's where way God wants you and I to live. Constantly looking at things that we cannot see. Human beings can see it with their eyes, they can feel it, they can smell it, they can hear it. But God says that's our calling, to constantly focus on things you can't see. But we are so used to what we can feel, what we can see, What we can smell, and if I can smell it, it doesn't exist. What are you talking about? You lost your mind, you're saying something, we can't feel it. What are you you talking about? You're crazy. Well, it's not supposed to make sense. A lot of times the things God's calling you to do doesn't make sense. Sometimes two plus two with God is not, not four. It's a whole lot more we have to understand the God that we're dealing with we have to be able to discern his nature and how he operates he operates through faith that's the only way he knows to do his stuff through faith why we do not look at the things which are seen but the things which are not seen so what he's wanting you to do as a child of God what he expects from you how he wants you to live your life is to constantly focus on things that you can't see things that you can feel things that you can smell those are the things the things you can taste that's what he wants you to focus he says don't look at that that's temporary look at the things that you can see where would you find the things that you can see to focus on all in the word all in the word it exists here so basically, what God is saying, if it doesn't exist in the world, he it doesn't he's not real. Amen. If you can't see it in the word and it contradicts the word, you discount it and say, No, I'm not gonna focus on that. I'll stay with what God says. Faith is not afraid to take his stand with the word of God, regardless of what's going on around it. It's not around, it's not afraid. It's when we are afraid and we discount God's word, disregard God's word, and we take our stand with what we're feeling, and what people are telling us, what the doctor is saying, what your bank account is telling you, that's when we feel. That's what happened to Peter. Remember Peter? When Jesus told Peter, come, he stepped out of the boat in faith. But before long, he started to look at the things he could feel. He started thinking, "Oh, oh, oh, oh uh, no, human walk on water. What am I doing? I've lost my mind. Why did I listen to the carpenter? I... Now I'm walking on water. I mean, this is all over." He changed his mind, and what happened? He began to sink. This is what happens when we take our focus off the Word of God. His word to Peter was, "Come." His word to the rest of them is Let us go over To the other side And then on the way They saw the storm And they were disturbed And they said to him You don't care that we are perishing He said where is your faith I told you we are going to the other side He was sleeping That's faith He could care less about what was going on outside He was having a good nap And they disturbed him from his nap Amen Many of us will not nap at all. He says does he really know what's going on? May he's lost his mind. How can you be? He says, What kind of thing is good? He's napping, we are fixing to die. He's still sleeping. He was resting on his father's word. Jesus said, Those that the Father has given to me. No one is able to pluck them out of my hands. The Father who gave them to me, He's greater than all. He's always greater than every circumstance in your life. He's greater. He is greater. So our focus should be only on the Word of God. You can not see it, but faith is solid. Standing firm only on the Word of God. Faith is solid Never shaken By the circumstance or the symptoms Or whatever is going on That's what's so wrong with us We immediately look at the symptoms We immediately look at the bank account We immediately look at what is being said In the office And the boss threatening to fire people We look at the economy And we expect what's coming to us It's natural Why are you surprising God What you expected why are you so surprised you stand with the world regardless you stand with the world regardless no matter what's going on unless you say well unless god has something else for me that's the only reason and i'm good then i switch my faith i'm looking for that better thing amen and it's going to come when i don't know and i could careless. i just believe in my god so that's what faith is solely. Let me tell you. God only does everything he does through his word. He doesn't know how to do anything except through his word. He's going to save the world. He sends his word. He knows the word has, the word has to go to the cross. So he provides flesh and blood. Word, you're going to the cross. He cannot do anything except through the word. He sent his word and healed them. He created all things Everything that you see Only through His word That is where the things are That God wants you to focus on Those things The word of God And stay with it And refuse to budge And with patience Possess your soul Amen Let me show you what the word says This is really interesting scripture here Hebrews chapter 4 Verse thirteen, verse twelve and thirteen. this is the amazing thing. Many times people go to church, and and, and you know we're all in the same thing. I can hear good sermon. I'm looking for what can I do with it? I don't want to just feel good. I don't want to be making all the noise. And then when I get get out, no sooner do I, you know, you leave the church, Satan is already working me. It's real good. It, it, what did the word do for me? I need something to do with the Word so that my life can be transformed. I need to have confidence in God that God is with me and because God is with me, no one can whip me. I'm sorry. You just cannot. I have control because of the Word of God. I rely on nothing else but this Word. And that's the way God wants it. Now in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12, it says, For the Word of God is living and powerful. The Word of God is living. The Word of God is a living thing. He, the Word lives and the Word can give life. He's powerful, loaded with abilities. Do you, do you need some abilities? The Word of God has abilities. He's powerful, loaded. He says here, the, for the word of God, he's talking about the word of God. The word of God is living and powerful. He is sharper than any two-edged sword. That's what they're using that is. But in my mind, today, he is more powerful than the greatest hydrogen bomb. Amen. Amen. No atomic bomb can be compared. If he has to destroy, everything is touched that's how powerful the word of God is loaded with abilities from, for you many times we're looking at ourselves and we're thinking I can do that even though God is calling you to do something and then you begin to think about your resources where am I going to get this where am I going to get that who is going to agree with me why don't you stop all that foolishness and stay with what God told you to do and step out and see what God will do then he gets the glory the more it seems like this thing cannot be accomplished, the more glory God gets. When you step out, why we look not at the things that are seen, but the things that are not seen? Because the things that you see, they are so temporary. Your pain is temporary. If you stay with the word of God, it go away. The word will take dominion over the pain. Amen. Your circumstance, maybe the bank account is low now, but you're staying with the word of God. That's temporary. If you stay with the word of God and with patience, before long the word of God will take dominion and your wants will leave. Certainly. That's the word of God. For the word of God is living. it's powerful. He's sharper than any 2 edged sword, even to the dividing of soul and spirit, and of joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. Now notice what God says here. In verse 13, And there is no creature hidden from his eyes. Are we talking about God or his word? We started by saying his word, right? The Word has eyes. Amen. The Word of God has eyes. And there's nothing you can hide from the Word of God. He's holding the whole universe by the Word of His power. Everything that you see, the stars, the moon, the sun, everything, God is holding them together by His Word. His Word has eyes. He says nothing is hidden from His eyes. The Word of God has eyes. That circumstance that's going on in your life, He saw it before it happened. He knows. He knows everything. You can't hide. He, he's, he's already analyzed the problem, and He has a solution. He always has a solution. The Word. He became according to the Word. He. He has a solution for that problem. That's how powerful the Word is. He sees all things. He knows what's going on in your life. He knows the abilities you have and the the abilities that you don't have in your life. That He can provide them. He can provide them. If you stay with the Word, that's why God's Word. That's where to go. So if He contradicts God's Word, you stay with the Word of God. You determine in your heart no matter what it is. I'm staying with God's word. If I have to burn, let me burn. I'm standing on God's word. Amen. And God will never fail you. Because he will not allow his word to fall to the ground. That's why as children of God we must stand up. We're soldiers, alright? We're soldiers, we need to fight. You can't just lay back there and say, well, let God's will be done. He's already told you his will. It's right here in the book. His will is for you to prosper. He told you. He, he says, use my word and prosper. Amen. This book of the Lord shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night. Stay with the word. That's what to focus on. Not what's happening out in the world. What's happening in the world. That's what you focus on. He says, if you do this, you meditate on it day and night, you will make your way prosperous. You'll have good success. Who is going to stop you? Who is going to stop you? Who is that devil that is going to stand in your way? Where will he come from? Against the word? That's the truth of the word of God. We, that which is born of the flesh is flesh. You are not born, yes you were born of the flesh, but also you have been born of the spirit. God is intending for you to live like God on the earth. Nothing can stop you. Nothing can stand in your way. Because God is with you. We don't know that my people perish for lack of knowledge. They don't know. They don't know what belongs to them. We must stand with God's Word. Everything is open and naked before the Word. So when you know that that's the truth, stay with the Word. Comput that when it says there's a problem, combine the problem with the Word. When you cook, you have ingredients, right? Uh-huh. Some ingredients, I mean, you put the wrong ing- ingredients, <laughs> that food will not taste well, right? <laughs> but put the word of God in whatever has happened, that's one ingredient. It will always turn out right. Amen. It will always turn out right. Make it part of the ingredient of whatever is happening in your life. It will always turn out right. We can't walk the earth as if we're nothing. God chose you out of the world For himself There must be something he found in you Something special in you That gave you that desire To come to him he called you Jesus said no one comes to me Except my heavenly father draws him you didn't come on your own. He called you. He called you to himself. You're not, not a nobody. He created you for a purpose. He has some abilities in you for the kingdom. You need to rise up and begin to stand up for God and say, I can do it. Nothing is going to stop me. God will take care of me. God will take care of me. God will take care of me. I don't care what's happening with the economy. God is going to take care of me. If the economy goes down, I go up because in time of famine, that's when from before when I get Rich uh, through the famine. That's what it is. Stand with your God. And you know what? When you do that, He pleases Him. Amen. You really please God when everything is going down and you refuse to give Him because you're trusting in His Word. And you speak His Word. He hears you every time that happens. Every time your faith is challenged and somebody comes to you and says something and you stand and go back with the Word, you speak Jesus to them he is the word he is raised to us in heaven at this, this accord and heaven will begin to prepare for a great deliverance on your behalf there is nothing that our God cannot do I'm going to go a little further than what I did this morning because I, I thought uh, they put 15 minutes left. I thought they said five, so I cut the message short, just to disprove my wife that I can cut the message short. You know, <laughs> I can. Because <laughs> he says you can never stop; you're always too long. And I said, "Well, I'll show you today. I cut them off in 15 minutes." <laughs> I, well, that was a mistake. I did. I thought it was five. It was a miracle. (laughs) Jeez, Angela, uh, you're tough. (laughs) One thing, this is one thing with regards to faith. This is very important. I'm going to let you know this. Let your words mean something to those who are hearing it. Did you notice how we project ourselves on others? When your life is not right, you think everybody's doing that. You understand? You hear people call people hypocrite. And then you examine their lives. Have you seen people like that? And you see all kinds. They can't trust anybody. You know why? Because what's going on in their heart? This is the most important thing. I used to wonder how, how does faith relate to faithfulness? How does faith relate to faithfulness? I know the word faithfulness is run out of the word faith, right? So how, how do they relate? Now let me let you know this. If you are not faithful in what God has called you to do in any area of life, guess what? It will be hard for you to trust God. Very hard. You can't help yourself. There is nothing you can do about it. You can read the word constantly. I've seen people, they know the scriptures. But they cannot operate in faith. You know why? That was no good. Subconsciously, it's gone deep into their spirit. And they are not aware. So they can't trust anything. They can't trust anything. and They can't trust people. And when that's happened to you, you really, it's very hard to trust God. You can't trust God. You can't even trust yourself. You understand what I'm saying? You can't even trust yourself. How could you trust somebody else? How would you be able to trust God? If you stay faithful, and you stay faithful especially to your word, Not that you're going to be able to uh, accomplish everything that you said you would do. Because circumstances, you're human. But you know inside your heart, when you are not able to do what you said, He bogs you inside. You know what I mean? I gave my word. Even though you're tired, you still, you don't want to go. You want to make an excuse. But you know, I sure keep my word. If you are that kind of person, it's easier to believe God. But if your word is no good and it doesn't bother you anymore, you are not faithful in anything you do, it's going to be a hard road walking with God. It's not going to work. Watch people who are not faithful. They can't really trust God very much. You stay with one thing for a while, so they move again. It's very hard. No focus. This is, this is a key. I, it's always bothered me. What's going on? My wife, sometimes she says, you're very trusting. You said that to me. Until you disprove it, he just doesn't because you're projecting from inside of you, and you project that towards God or subconscious. You're not even aware that you're doing it, and you can't trust God, even though you read it from the Word. There's always going to be after you read the word, but behind it, because you can't trust yourself. You're, you're unfaithful. That's why God in his reward, what kind of people is he going to reward? Good and what? Faithful servants. Does it mean they didn't have faith? No, they operated in great faith. Why? They're faithful people. They're faithful people. When you can't be faithful to God, he can trust you. He said, if you are not faithful in the little things, who will give you true riches? I'm sorry. True riches is faith. Amen? You obtain everything from God through faith. When you are not faithful, God knows He can trust you. He's not going to give that to you. Faith is not of your own making. For by grace are you saved through faith. And that, not of yourself, is the gift of God. Lest any man should boast. Faith, that's one thing you need to recall today. If you got nothing from me today, remember this. God takes faithfulness, it's very important to him. He's tied to faith, he's very seriously tied to faith. He knows we judge from the outside, but God judges the inside, he knows what's going on there. So on the outside, it may seem like you are not faithful, but he knows what your heart is saying. He knows that. That's not what I'm talking about. But you need to realize that possibly the problems you are having with not growing in faith, not knowing God the way you should know God, after these many years you've been saved, it may be because you have not been consistent, not faithful. That could be the reason. Cure that in your heart. Repent of it. And things will change. And God will begin to reveal himself to you. You know, the Bible says a lot of people came to Jesus believing. He said he didn't commit himself to them. Because he knew what was in them. Even though they believed, they told him they believed, and he knew they believed, and he won't commit himself to them. I don't want to be that kind of person. I want to be his friend. He told the twelve later, he said, You're my friends i tell you, i tell you everything. Everything that the Father has told me, I've given it to you because I consider you a friend. You can't be a friend of Jesus unless you're faithful. He loves faithfulness. Even when it doesn't make sense. And he's watching. Remember the story? He was talking about eating his body and drinking his blood. The guys were offended by it and some of his disciples they left pastor's trouble <laughs> some of his disciples left Jesus was not faced by it he turned to his disciples 12 of them he said would you also go away and he was challenging them to leave not apologizing for what he had said he didn't say, let me explain what I was saying to you so that he was all spiritual no he said do you want to go back as well they said hey to whom shall we go we have nowhere else to go. We know who you are. What you're saying doesn't make sense to us, but we we'll stay with it. Amen. Later, he revealed himself to them. And he says everything. He told his father, what I have gave, you gave to me, I've given to them. And they now believe. I'd like Jesus to say that of me, wouldn't you? They believe everything I've told them. They know I came from you. But they stayed with him, right? Even when it didn't make sense. Would you stay with God when your situation, he's not answering, does not make sense to you? Why? But you still stay with him. That's faith. You look into his word. You, the disciples said, you have the word of life. Not because you are the son of God, they said you have the word of life. What you're saying brings life. Where else can we go? We're staying with Him. In other words, we stay with the word. Amen. We stay with the word. Don't make sense, but we're staying with you. We're staying. You have the word of life. Many times we quit when it doesn't make sense. Many times we complain when it doesn't make sense. Many times we call others and are asking all kinds of strange questions. And and, and they say, why, why, why? And God, just like he did in the old testament, just open the earth and let's swallow them up. Okay. No, not you. Amen. Not you. Not you. <laughs> Not you. Basically he's tired of hearing that nonsense. Build the highest type of faith by staying faithful. Especially to your word. Your word should be you. Stay faithful to your word and then you will transfer to God's word. Because you know, when you say something, you want to do it. But that tells you again, If I'm that kind of person what about him I'm evil I'm much more you being evil Jesus said huh (laughs) you're evil people but you want to do good things for your children so you know I'm trying to be faithful What, what about God and I'm evil but look at him he's gonna do more so you trust him more faithfulness is a key very very important so you build the highest type of faith by being faithful to his word. Amen. Staying with his word regardless. Refusing to move. Staying with his word. The fifth thing, that was the fourth, is have a possibility faith. A possibility faith. Meaning, you as one who has supernatural knowledge. Amen. Amen. Knowing the word of God and having understanding in the word means you have supernatural knowledge. The world does not have that. You have it. You should never say a thing is impossible. Never. Not if God asks, not when God has told you to do it. Because when you say, I can, not you know what that means? You're saying, I have looked into myself. And I've looked at my abilities. I've looked at my resources. I have looked around all. I've looked around and, and looked at all those that favor me, that could help me, and I have decided we cannot do it. But did you look up? Did you look up? So always think in terms of possibility that God can do this. <coughs> Excuse me. By the grace of God, I have in my heart just by God's grace. A great uh, dream for the Ark Fellowship. And I will never give that up. Even if I have to pass from this life to see Jesus. Without sin. Before I see them. I will still not give those things up. Because God will do them. God will. Step by step. In his own time. Amen. You never give up. It's possible. We can do it. God will do it. We've walked with what we have. And let God do the rest for us. In Matthew chapter 17 verse 20. He says, So Jesus said to them, Because of your unbelief, For assuredly I say to you, If you have faith as a mustard seed, You will say to this mountain, Move from here to there, And it will move, And nothing will be impossible for god is that what he says for god <laughs> for you was jesus just playing with words did he mean what he said yes he says if you have faith that means you have faith and you're in the word of god and you're refusing to yield because you are standing on the word of god jesus said nothing shall be impossible to you You discount what you see in the sense world, what you can see with your eyes, what you can hear with your ears, what you can smell. You're saying, I don't care about any of those things. I don't care what the doctor say. You're staying only with the word of God and you're staying just there refusing to let because you believe God has a future for your life. If you do that, Jesus said, nothing shall be impossible to you. Nothing, nothing. Nothing shall be impossible to you. We are not just ordinary. <laughs> you can read in first Corinthians chapter three. Paul says you are walking like mere men, just ordinary men. You're not. The implication there is you're not ordinary men. (laughs) You are spirit beings. When you have been born again, there is a supernatural part of your life. Why don't you look into that instead of looking into all the natural things, what they've said to you before, what happened to your your life when you were growing up, and because of all of that, you can move further. You're letting that stay in front of you. And you can see what God has called you to. You can be great if you want to be There is a time to deal with that. There is a time to move on. There is a time and a season for everything. Deal with it and move on. Take off. Make it your launching pad. Launch from there. Don't let people pull you back constantly, reminding you of your past that was buried with the Lord Jesus. You step out in faith. He will never disappoint you. Never. You step out in faith, he won't let you fall to the ground. If you fall to the ground, his word is fall to the ground, fall into the ground. He won't let that happen. So we stay with the word of God. People will analyze it. People will watch, and they want to do all of that, but you don't need to worry about them. Amen. You don't need to worry about them. Just keep doing what God wants you to do. You do what you do in secret; he rewards you openly. Amen. They don't know what you're doing. They see you, it doesn't make sense. But later I thought, wow. How did this happen? They say, well, it's the Lord. They say, yes, we know it's the Lord. Just tell us how you did it. How did you get him to do this for you? Amen. God can do it. I would like to share this scripture with you. very important. You know this scripture. Everything that I'm speaking to is very basic. Amen. You lay a solid a solid foundation so you can grow from it. Real basic. In Mark 11, it says in verse 24, Therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, when you pray, believe. When are you to believe? When you pray, believe that you receive them. When are you to believe that you receive them? When you pray. Is he going to change his word because of you? Absolutely not. You want results, then believe at the time that you are praying. That you receive them. You don't see them, that's the thing that I'm saying. You must get your release from sense, knowledge, evidence. When you pray, believe that you receive, you don't see it, you can't see it, you can't put your hands around it, you can't smell it, you can't touch it, but you believe you have it. That's the word of faith you believe you have it you're feeling really horrible you're feeling the pain going through your body but you have prayed and you believe you have been heard and so you believe you're healed even though you don't feel it in the natural Jesus said you will in the future tense you will receive you will no doubt about it this is just the principle of faith as simple as this many times we're given because of time that's what Abraham didn't do. That's what we said last week. Abraham didn't consider his body dead. He knew the body, his body was dead. He knew he was about a hundred years old. There's no way to perform this. It's gone. It's already gone. I've lost it. But he stood with the word of God. Against what he knew in the natural. He stood with the word of God against everything that he was feeling. He had to believe for himself and for his wife also. He knew his wife's womb was dead. There's nothing coming out of that place. He's over. But he, he gave it up. He stood with the word. And the Bible said he was strengthened in faith. He became so strong in faith, he was thanking God. He gave glory to God for what he couldn't see. And he got it. Amen. He got it. And we are children of Abraham. And the promise of Abraham has being given to us. Things that you can't see. Things that you can't feel. You can't smell them. As long as we refuse to walk in faith, we won't see the miraculous in our life. God can take care of you. Settle it in your heart. Maybe just one scripture. Settle it in your heart. Just one scripture. The Lord is my I shall not one day of my life. And you say it. And let me let you know something. You know, a lot of Christians believe, well, God is blessing me now, (laughs) but uh, I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. Why are you so bothered about tomorrow? That's not your business. It is not for you to know the time and the season that God is putting His own power. Is that not what Jesus said? It's not your business. But one thing is clear. When God begins to bless a man, He finishes it. God doesn't start a thing and ends halfway. He doesn't start that way. Sometimes it starts really small and no one can even notice that he's working. You blink and it's all over. When God decides to bless you, He starts. And that's the confidence I have. I will stay with his word until I begin to see the sign. You remember Elijah? When he was praying, he said to his servant, Go and look. The guy came, there's nothing in the sky. Okay. Go look again. He comes back, nothing. So, oh, I see a little cloud. All right? And that was it. He says, Come on, God has started. Let's run before this deluge come upon us. Amen. Let's run. When God starts, He completes it. When God began to bless Isaac, He said Isaac began to prosper. That means he wasn't prospering before, but this day came, God told him, stay in this place just so, and you will begin, I'll bless you. And so God blessed Isaac, He reaped a hundredfold, and the Bible says, Isaac began to prosper and continued to prosper until he became very prosperous. When God starts, he doesn't quit. I don't have to worry about tomorrow. He's going to be well. He's already started. He completes everything. He starts. And we need to believe that. We need to believe that God wants to bless you. You need to believe that you are special. He has you on the palm of His hand. He loves you. You are special to Him. He wants the best. Tell me a father that doesn't want the best for his children. And to say that God doesn't want the best for His his children, that's an insult. God wants the best for you. And you can start that today. Amen? Stand up with me this morning. Today God is calling people To come to him Without reservation One of the problems we have is We are too reserved Because uh, we are a little timid And uh, we don't want to test And we don't know Because we are afraid of what the outcome will be But you are saying I'm not going to hold back anymore If God says something to me I'm going to run with it Amen Amen Every head bowed and our eyes closed. If you're here this morning, and you say, "I I used to know God some time back, but um, I've moved away from that, and I don't feel Him as much as I would like to. I want to know Him better. I want to I want to be close to my God. You need prayer for that. And I see your hand up. You want to come back to the Lord. Thank you so much. Is there any other person? more now there are those here you want God to prosper you how many of you want God to prosper you well I I guess I'll put my two hands up myself (laughs) Uh, but it's his will to prosper us would you decide today it's your choice would you decide to receive the prosperity coming from God would you every one of us Okay, let's lift our hands to the Lord and tell him that you're ready. You will stay with his word regardless. You will see his hand upon your life. You don't care how he's going to do it. You don't care when he's going to do it. You just know he's going to do it and that's good enough for you. And you're not going to mix that with unbelief. You're going to stay firm with God. And those of you that are coming to God, He wants you. There is a reason why you are here this morning. God is saying to you, I love you. I want to take you to places. I want to take you to this summit. I want to bless you. And even though you walk through the valley of the shadow of death, you have no reason to fear because He is with you. He will take care of you. Father, we lift our hands to you. We are ready and we do welcome everything that you have in store for us. No one is going to take anything from us that you have given to us. We are ready to receive. We will stand with your word. Even if it goes against what we see in the natural, we will stand with your word. We are people of faith. We love you, our God. Thank you for giving all things to us. We love you, Father. In Jesus' name. And God's people said, Amen. Amen.